welcome to Podcasts Are Wonderful, episode 56. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Totally Married, number 226, featuring Elizabeth Lame and Andy Rosen. But first, we're going to be speaking to my guest. Uh, this man is a hero of mine, a comedy legend, and just he makes great music. I don't know where he gets his ideas for these songs, but they are so crazy, and I am so excited to have him on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Weird Al Yankovic. Hello, people. Uh, I've always wondered, is it okay if I call you Weird Al? I mean, I'm afraid that that's something that people, you know, somebody started calling you at the beginning, and then, uh, you know, you've you've gotten sick of being called weird all these years, and I don't want to make you angry. Um, <laughs> you are actually right. It started as kind of like um, a playground taunt. But I uh, decided to own it and make it what I'm known for. So now I'm, I'm more than comfortable being called Weird Al. I prefer okay. it. Oh, you prefer that? <laughs> I do. So I, I shouldn't call you Al then. I should call you Weird Al. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can do that. So these songs that you come up with, they're, they're really catchy, really fun. Where do you come up with these great melodies, these great songs? <laughs> uh, they're really funny. I, I, I mean, even beyond the comedy, I just love the sound of these songs. Oh, um, that's actually interesting you bring that up. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but they're um, parodies of already existing songs. At least the majority of my songs are. So I actually don't create the melodies. Um, I kind of wish you were a bigger fan of the comedy part of it, because that's really what I bring to the table, the lyrics. But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the way these songs sound, too. They're they're quite catchy. Whew, that's really embarrassing. I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. I, that's okay. No, the problem is I'm, I'm super, I'm a super fan of your music. I just haven't listened to much of any other music. Uh, so I didn't recognize that these were parodies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um I've heard of this phenomenon where someone is a fan of my music, so they they hear a song come on at the grocery store or something. Maybe it's James Blunt's uh, "You're Beautiful," and they go, "Oh, cool, a Weird Al song's on." It's like, no, no, no. Actually, the songs that you're generally going to hear out are they're the originals. I just recreate those with my band. I That's see. Very flattering. Like I heard that song um, Bad by Michael Jackson and I, I thought, oh, this guy, he's <laughs> ripping on Weird Al and uh, he's saying that he thinks Weird Al is bad. What a jerk. Uh, but then it turned out, I, I guess it's the other way around. Is that what, what it was? <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I'm a jerk. I, I do. I get permission from the artists before I parody their songs. And actually, Michael Jackson is one of my biggest supporters. He was um, behind me in creating uh, Fat from Bad and Eat It from Beat It. Um we did have a little issue when I wanted to parody black and white um, or black or white and make it snack all night. He did not go for that. Um, he thought the message was too important. And I mean, I don't I don't know why he thinks snacking all night is such an important message or why we shouldn't talk about it. But um, but that was our only issue. But really, Michael Jackson's been a big supporter. So um I'd like to think I'm not a jerk for parroting his songs. <laughs> no, of course not. And from here on out, it's going to be really difficult to keep up <laughs> the bit that I that I don't know popular songs. <laughs> so I'm just going to drop that now. Uh, okay. Mr. Weird Al, you've been in the business a long time and it's like there's no other parody artist really out there. Like somebody will come up with maybe one song once in a while, but you are like the number one. Why is that, you think? Um, well, I've been in the business since 1976. Um, Dr. Demento played my song Belvedere Cruisin' on his radio show when I was just 16. I met him at my school when he performed, and uh, and he was nice enough to put my song on his show. And now um, I think I've established myself as a, a reliable songwriter. Um, but, you know, there are other people who uh, come up and sometimes 
they become popular because people think their songs are Weird Al songs, but I don't want to take credit for any other artist creations. So like parody songs that are, that are great in their own right, um, like Yoda Smokes Weed or Sesame Street on Crack are not my songs, even though they're often attributed to me. Yeah, um, I remember that being a big problem, like in the Napster and Kazaa days, everything would get labeled Weird Al. Yeah, a lot of a lot of filthy, filthy, <laughs> very very funny songs, but uh, I'd get all, all these royalties for those songs. <laughs> <laughs> I did not earn it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. So artists actually got paid royalties for downloads in Napster and Kazaa. Yeah, I, well, okay, it, it's, it was all tied to the record sales and things too. So it wasn't just the downloads. It was what the, the downloads led to. People heard those songs and then they sought out the singles, you know, and, and, um, and a lot of times those would also say my name or they would feature that, that artist with like my hair, which I do still get paid for. So That's a great deal for you. Um, I don't know why the record industry was so upset about file sharing. I don't either. It was, uh, it was never, it was never my thing. No, that's why I have that. uh, Don't download this song. Uh, That's one of my, um, my original, not a parody, but it's inspired by, you know, a type of song. Um, And don't download this song was like, come on idiots who cares was the message uh did people download it they did and it made me mad because i felt like (laughs) you haven't all heard this song yet to know the message so you're just like you're going against it like you're not when you hear the lyrics you're not but I, i don't like rebels right it says they're right in the title what is your problem right uh, these hackers are such jerks Uh, so you tour a whole lot like all these costume changes uh is that really tiring to you or is it just something you love it's exhausting yeah it's not just tiring it's exhausting and i hate it i let it show when i perform that i'm not enjoying it um (laughs) i it takes me so long to get into like the all about the Pentiums outfit. It's not worth it. It's not even, it's not my favorite song of mine, but people expect it now. So I have to do it. But while I'm getting changed, I just put on a video of me like fake interviewing a celebrity. And I don't, that's not what the audience came there for. And I know it, but I've been, I've been doing this so long. What am I going to do? So do you put all the the songs about, you know, people that are fat and people that eat things together so that you only have to get into that fat suit once or do you spread them out throughout the show? Yeah, I can't believe you figured it out. Like, that's so upsetting to me. I didn't think people could tell that that's what was going on. (laughs) I wanted people to think it was a different fat suit for each song because, you know, the person I'm talking about in Eat It is not the same person I'm talking about in fat or addicted to spuds or whatever, you know, or my new Adele cover, um, Jello um, <laughs> parody. Um, oh, wow. You, you're already, you've already got an Adele parody. Oh uh, yeah. 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 I got to get on them when the songs are hot, you know, I got to release them parodies. <laughs> so you, you haven't released that one yet. Have you? No, it'll be it'll be coming out within the next week. So don't leak it here, okay? Maybe cut that out. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. You dragged it out of me, (laughs) Greggy. Such a good. I love getting these exclusives. It's it's (laughs) the best. Hopefully, I'll be written up in Entertainment Today or something like that. That isn't the name of the magazine. Entertainment Today. (laughs) It's earlier than tonight, so it's even more exclusive and cutting it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a daily magazine that comes out. Every day you get this. (laughs) It gets thrown at your doorstep. (laughs) This glossy magazine comes in the mail. You ask every person whether or not you can do their songs. 
Uh, has anyone ever asked you if they compare to your song? Oh, no, no, they have not. Um, I have had people, though, when I've asked them if I could parody their song, try to prove to me that they're funny, which I don't I don't like. It's like, no, I'm the person who makes jokes, you know, like when I talked to Kurt Cobain about making um, Smells Like Nirvana. Um, I said, you know, can I parody your song Smells Like Teen Spirit? And he said, is it going to be about food? <laughs> Which is like, okay, it's not funny and it's rude. You know what I mean? Like, that's not all that I can do. So I I did have to change the song from Smells Like Turkey <laughs> turkey Bacon to Smells Like Nirvana. <laughs> Just to prove him wrong, you know, because I didn't like that attitude. But You know, I never thought about this before, but that, that parody you did kind of made fun of Nirvana afterwards. Was that you were upset with him? For, uh... <laughs> I was. That's one of my meanest songs. It was, it's personal. It's like... Um, cause, okay. He gave me that lip, right? Is it going to be about food? And I said, I uh, know it's going to be about how no one can understand what the fuck you're saying when you sing. <laughs> um, so I rewrote it and <laughs> made it fit. <laughs> Dave uh, Grohl says the band loved it, but I'm like, okay, well, where's Kurt Cobain now? If he loved it so much. <laughs> another question <laughs> okay so you had you had the the long hair and the mustache right mm -hmm. and then you lost it for a little bit and then the long hair came back but no mustache like what's going on there okay it was actually a huge deal in 1998 okay okay so you're like you only know half the story so I shaved off my mustache I grew my hair back out, but I also got LASIK, so I no longer wore glasses. And people freaked out. Like, whoa. People were like, okay, I didn't know that Weird Al was maybe not so weird. You know what I mean? Like, they finally <laughs> saw me for... Um, for the stud that I am. Like, I don't... Like, I'm not... Mm, I'm not the one who initially called myself that. So I feel like it's okay if I repeat it, but um, yeah, that's when it's around the time um, I finally met my mate, you know, all yeah. I had to do was get rid of those glasses and the mustache, <laughs> grow my hair out. And then I met my lovely Suzanne. Um, greatest moment of my life. Worst moment of my life when my parents died at the same time. <laughs> Um, but greatest moment meeting my wife, Suzanne. Are we talking literally at the same time these two things happened or? Oh, uh, no. Very, very um, close. I. Uh, and were they connected? It was, <laughs> it was about three years apart that I married my wife and my parents died. Um, I don't believe they were connected, but let me tell you, here's something weird. So me and my wife, um, have a baby girl, Nina, and she was born a year before my parents died. So it's like I get married two years later, daughter born, one year later, parents died. So it's like maybe my wife didn't have anything to do with it, but don't say Nina didn't, you know, <laughs> still looking into it. Yeah, you, you don't you don't know where she was that day. Right. Exactly. And they want to tell you, um, doctors want to tell you babies can't, 
at, at a year old, they're not going to climb out of their crib and like go to their grandparents' house and uh, close the fireplace flume or whatever. But, but what doctors don't tell you is that, you know what, maybe they can, you know, I mean, they just kind of have their one way of looking at it. But for me, maybe they can. And don't even get me started on all this Western medicine bullshit. I mean, let's please, let's talk about, let's talk about chiropractic. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, uh, what is that thing where they put the needles in you? I can't remember the name of it right now. Acupuncture. No, that's not it. But the thing where they put the needles, (laughs) Uh, herbal medicine, that let's talk about that. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. homeopathy. Uh, that's something I really love. Actually, let's not talk about any of that stuff because it's kind of boring, but Mm -hmm. uh, I do like that better. Let's keep it in mind, at least. (laughs) Right. That's like the spirit (laughs) of uh, the conversation going forward. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's always in the back of our minds. I've always wondered, have you ever thought about, you know, making serious music, not doing all these joke songs? I mean, stop me if that's a question you've heard before, but... uh, Uh, I was (laughs) going to let you just speak for as long as you wanted but it seemed like you were kind of done you said oh stop me if you've heard it before but then you just stopped that was just (laughs) weird i just it's just a note for your interviewing style don't do that um but no i um i i do make some serious music i'd say my my polka songs are actually pretty serious um they are near and dear to my heart i started um, playing the accordion when I was six years old, when a door-to-door salesman sold one to my parents. Um, there was a choice between a guitar and an accordion, and they chose the accordion, I'm assuming because I had curly hair. Um, so, you know, what good was a guitar going to do me? But um, so I've I've done some, um, some big projects with the accordion, including create a song called um, Pokemon for the Pokemon movie. And I, uh, I actually planned to do an all polka medley of Led Zeppelin songs. That was a big passion project for me. I really love Led Zeppelin. They're a band I really respect um, and look up to. And, uh, you know, one of, the first bands I really, really loved in my youth, but, um, but Jimmy Page said no. So, um, so now I just do comedy stuff. Oh, so you consider those polka medley serious since you're not changing the words, uh, in those songs. Right. I just, um, they're really just like cover songs that come from the heart. Um, and you know, they might sound silly to some people because, their polka but to me that's really that's that's where the heart is so you actually uh you actually record a lot of your videos uh, is that or that's stupid you actually, <laughs> <laughs> so weird al you actually direct a lot of your videos uh like from mtv and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh it, do you feel like uh, that helps you get across? Okay, that's stupid too. Uh, let's see. <laughs> is directing something you really enjoy? Is that something you want to do more of going forward? I mean, I, I saw your movie UHF, and uh, you know, maybe you want to do another one of those UHF two. Uh, you could get Michael Richards back in and uh, make another movie. And stop me if you've heard that question before. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> did not learn at all. Um, I do love directing. I've directed many of my own uh, music videos as well as music videos for other bands like Hanson and the Presidents of the United States of America and Ben Foltz. Um, but yeah, directing the movie was was fun and getting to work with people like, um, you know, who at the time were beloved and who later became hated because of terrible things that they said um michael richards and victoria jackson both how do you get how do you get two um in one and i do worry fran drescher is going to come out and say something horrible but i feel like the only group left 
would be Jews. And I don't see that happening from her. Um, so I think I'm safe to just just maybe bring Fran Drescher back for UHF too. That would be nice. But is it happening? No, this is all just hypothetical. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Um, how about your kids TV show? Will that maybe come back? Uh, Netflix, Hulu, something like that? I have moved on to literature. Um, so I've written a couple children's books and that's really more, uh, where my passion lies in terms of children's entertainment at this point. I, um, I did a guest spot on, uh, my little pony, um, the friendship show, uh, as, um, you know, a rival to the star pony and that, kind of opened my eyes to the kind of entertainment that kids are being exposed to. And, um, you know, it's not all ponies and friendship. Like sometimes you need to get a job. So I, I wrote a book about getting a job, um, for kids and, uh, it's been, it was, I think in the top 100 kids weren't crazy about it. But, you know, sometimes work isn't fun. Right. I mean, this is a lesson that the kids need to learn and as quickly as possible. Child labor laws are growing and changing. You know, it's um, it's a daily struggle to get the government to see that kids are not helpless. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to adjust these regulations. I agree. my kids are just sitting around the house all day. I don't know. They should really be out doing something. Right. I mean, they they can't read. They can't do math. They can't do any of these things uh, because all they do is just sit around the house. I wish there was some place I could be sending them. I've got to go to work. I mean, it's not fair. I know. Why do they have nowhere to go? It's It makes no sense. They They should be at work. That's a great point. So we start, we talked about how you started off in 1976, how you've had all these great albums uh, that, you know, they go to number one, they go to number maybe somewhere lower than that as well sometimes, but mm-hmm. <laughs> all these albums are coming out. Uh, where are you going in the future? Are you going to stick with parody? Uh, and, and stop me if you've heard this question before. <laughs> Oh, Greg, you're killing me. Um, uh, I I am planning on sticking with parody, but I am no longer interested in releasing albums, mostly because I feel like funny titles are all taken up. You know what I mean? Like once you get Alpocalypse, it's like, where do we go from here? Um, there's not, huh? Ali Sheedy. I don't, you know what I mean? See, this is why I can't, I don't want to riff with you because... Yeah. Um, there's just nowhere to go, but I am still going to make parody songs because I mean, (laughs) as long as songs are coming out like hotline bling, it's like, okay, it just writes itself chicken wing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's right (laughs) there. You got it. You still got it now. See? (laughs) Thank you. Have you ever seen that movie made to order with Ali Sheedy? Um, there's, there's like a, she has a a fairy godmother that that she's really rich and a brat and then the fairy godmother makes her be a maid for a while and uh but she's a maid in her own father's house and she cleans up after her father and stuff and at first she's really bad at it but then she learns how to uh be a good maid and then she gets to be herself again and it's like oh this never happened this whole thing it's a great movie please okay hmm see this worries me because i feel like it's toying with incest in a way that I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> you know how dads are with maids. I mean, ugh. I I just, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I don't know. I I think Made in Manhattan is more wholesome, although I've also not seen that. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't remember that aspect of the show of the movie, but it's been a long time since I saw well, it. Well, that's kid. why I said toying with it. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. said directly, but if she is a maid 
for her dad. I mean, come on, Greggy, don't be so naive. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, but maybe sometime you could make an album made to order and then you're in a made outfit on the on the cover. I don't see how that's him, funny, Greggy. I'm sorry. I don't. Hmm. I don't like taking suggestions from fans for one. Um, And you've already told me that you're like in love with my music or whatever, which is nice, but like, please tone it down. You know, we're not, we're not peers. Okay. I've heard Um, your pee pee in the toilet song. And it's, You know, I did get some fan letters about it, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we're not peers. Yeah, I did upload that one to BitTorrent, and I, <laughs> I put Weird Al. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Whew. If it weren't for those yeah. royalty checks, Greggy, <laughs> I would be on you about this. And I tried to say it was a... Uh, it was a parody of that Wiz Khalifa song from Fast and the Furious. It didn't oh. sound like it even, I don't know. But people still downloaded it. They didn't care. Yeah, I mean, you say parody, you know, it could be very loose. Some parody songs, they don't even try to recreate the music. It's like a karaoke track where you go, I don't recall there being bells in this, you know, and they just, they add whatever they want and call it a parody. So, so I could see that. That was smart. That was smart. You know what? Hmm. I might be looking for a new manager, Craigie. <laughs> huh, well, you know, I know some people. If you, your kids, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking for jobs for my kids, so it would be okay. amazing if uh, that would be perfect. How does manager and agent sound? That sounds perfect. That sounds great. Okay, and you do have a third. I'm maybe masseuse, chiropractor. Let's bring it back. This is some of that. Yeah, she's great at acupuncture as well. Um, but that's not oh. what that's called. I can't think I of like the, right the one where they put suction cups on your back. Oh, yeah. And just like, give you bruises. It's like, oh, feels so good. <laughs> I like when they put the, the candle in your ear and then they light it up and then um, that's supposed to do something. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> It is for me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh. So, uh, Al, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to the podcast? Okay, here's one one thing. Uh, so this new with Bob and David came out, whatever, good for them. But I uh, do have a beef with Bob Odenkirk on uh, Mr. Show. He played a character called uh, Daffy Mal Yinkle Yankle. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I I just don't see how that's professional in any way. Like it's um, I guess he can make the claim he's parroting me, but I don't I don't find it amusing, and I just want to put this out there. Cease and desist. Like I know that was whatever ten years ago or something, but please stop. Well, plus please he stop. never he never got a hold of you and asked you if it was okay if you did that. <gasps> Greggy, yes, that's why it's been bothering me all these years. Oh my God, that's it. That's the missing piece. So if he had gotten a hold of you, would you have said yes? No, Greggy, <laughs> that's my name. 
Daffy Mal Yinkle Yankle? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> that is a little on the nose. It seems like they could have come up with something a little uh, farther removed. Yeah, yeah, make people guess that like like your Wiz Khalifa parody. You know, <laughs> let people have a minute to go, huh? What's this supposed to sound like? Okay, folks, we're gonna take a little break and then we'll be right back to talk about Totally Married. Hey guys, so usually this is a spot where I uh, make up excuses for why I didn't have the person I wanted on the show. But luckily this week I wanted to have Weird Al and I had Weird Al on the show, so that was really good. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Weird Al, uh, you can catch him on Twitter. His handle is at longdong69. Uh, so just, you know, DM him or whatever. Uh, but she wasn't supposed to be on the show or anything. Uh, I did try to ask her to be on the show, and she wasn't too interested. She said she's got her own stuff going on, and uh, she's really busy right now, which is totally understandable. I understand what she's talking about. I'm really busy a lot of the times, too, so it's no big deal. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to fan out about my friend Valerie Bryant. Uh, she's awesome, and I think she's really, really cool and funny. So I think you should go follow her on Twitter. She's at XO Valerie XO, and you spell that V-A-L-E-R-I-E. But I'm sure everybody already knew that because everybody that listens to this podcast is going to be a big fan of hers anyway. But just in case you didn't know, now you do. She's super funny. She's super great. And you can check her out. She's got her own podcast, actually, uh, with a couple other friends of mine. Uh, It's called Brother Lovers, and it used to be about the show Big Brother. But now they're going to do it about uh, just brothers in general. And that's a really good idea. And I have a brother and I want to keep on top of brother news. So I'm going to be listening to this podcast religiously. As in, Valerie Bryan is my new god now because I'm such a fan. I don't mean to be sacrilegious or whatever, but maybe you guys are sacrilegious with your Jesus bullshit. I mean, get on board with the Valerie train to, to it's coming into the station. Anyway, next thing to talk about, Heckler89. Oh my God, thank you for leaving a five-star review on iTunes. You know, with a name like Heckler, I thought maybe you would say something mean, but then I read your review and it was actually very complimentary. You are right at the right hand of Valerie Bryant on The Godhood, in my opinion. Heckler89 is like my personal Joseph Smith, okay? I mean, if you're a Mormon and you're listening to this, I mean, if you are not a Mormon and you think they're uh, like a cult or whatever, then he's not like that. He's like my Pope, like if you're Catholic. But if you're not Catholic, uh, then he's like, um, I guess he could be my Jesus if you don't believe in the Trinity. Like, if you don't think that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are all the same thing, you think Jesus is separate from God and he's actually God's son, then yes, he's like that. But if you believe in the Trinity, uh, who'd he be? He'd be like, um, your pastor maybe? No, but more than that, like bigger. I don't know, it's tough. It's hard to figure out. And then if you get into like Buddhism, who knows what the fuck those guys believe, Jews, I don't, you know, Judaism. Pretend like I didn't say Jews first. <laughs> oh God. I've made a huge mistake. But anyway, Heckler89 is an amazing person. He's on a whole other plane of existence from us mere mortals. Uh, He's one of the best. And I think all of you listeners are actually, that you could be at that tier if you just took the time to leave an iTunes review. So just go to iTunes, rate and review the show, uh, say, hey, Greg, you're pretty cool and you do a good podcast. But don't say that. I mean, I'm not Paul of Tompkins. I'm not some kind of uh, iTunes review tyrant that's going to tell you exactly what you should write. Not that there's anything against that. Paul Tompkins is uh, a national treasure and uh, he's single-handedly keeping the bow tie industry in the black. Anyway, I'm getting off track again. Uh, Rate and review the show on iTunes. Tell your best friend about the show and tell your worst enemy about the show, but then poison them. Email me, podcastforwonderfulgmail.com. Leave a comment on this episode if you want to. Jerk off both-handed. I think I've run out of things to say, and that's good because I'm really stretching this out. I don't know why. Why am I doing that? It's stupid, right? You guys, why am I stretching this out when it should be over right now? Somebody friggin' slap me, okay? Because this is stupid, and it's stupid that I keep talking when I should be done. Right? You guys? Yeah, totally. Okay, so here's the podcast. Bye.
I have one tattoo. It's in my mouth where I meet you and we fall in love and you're going to kiss me all the time. And you find out about it and you're like, what is this tattoo? And I'm like, oh, I actually got it with my ex-boyfriend. Not good. Yeah. Uh, did you get it while you guys were together and you regret it now? No, we got it four years later. We both have a candle <laughs> hold a flame for each other. I just want to know what the tattoo is because it might be something pretty cool. Well, we're fixated on the wrong part of this. This week, Weird Al Yankovic and I listened to Totally Married, episode 226, featuring Elizabeth Lame and Andy Rosen. And uh, Totally Married is a show where Elizabeth Lame and her husband, Andy, uh, they talk about being married and the things that are going on in their lives. And then they take questions from their listeners. Elizabeth and Andy used to have a podcast called Totally Lame, where they would bring in guests and stuff. Uh, now they have a ton of different podcasts. Did I miss anything out that you would like to bring up about the the totally Elizabeth Lame empire? Uh, they have a baby now, and that's really changed things a lot. And is she pregnant again? She is, is that... pregnant again, yeah. Okay, okay. So, Al, how do you sound when you go into labor? <laughs> that is such a good question. Um, I, I think... Um, well, Elizabeth did her sound. It was very like deep and guttural. And I feel like as a parody artist, what I do is, you know, I try to sound like the person, but better, funnier, you know? So mm -hmm. it would be something like, oh, oh, something like that for me. That's just speculation. I cannot have a baby. I don't know what you are clear on about what happens with babies so i just want to make that clear to you men cannot have children okay yeah you can't give yeah, birth to them you can have them right yeah <laughs> and, and all men all men can't do that right not just you it's like all men right i know that of course right it's all men okay good yes that's the thing i knew and that's good to talk about because uh Sometimes you just, when you get with the guys, you just want to talk about things. That both, that oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we have babies? No. <laughs> hey. <laughs> High five, man. I mean, it sucks, but we are bonding, so that's high five. <laughs> oh, man, all the conversations I've had with my bros about how much we would love to have had children. <sighs> Mm -hmm. The sleepless um, nights. I mean, and women don't know that we do this, but it's like, you know, we'll excuse ourselves from the table. Now we're going to go to the little boys room and then we just go to the lounge back there. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> we sob on each other's shoulders about, you know, we, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I love a good cry sesh with my bros about how we can't have kids. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry. Just talking about this brings it up on me. That's human connection. This. It's human connection. It's completely natural. Thank you. Can you name anything that has been phased out? <sighs> anything that has been phased out. Oops, all berries, maybe. I hope I hope that's not true. I hope they just don't carry it at my target. <laughs> that's what I tell myself. I go, no, if I make the trek maybe to the other target across town, it'll be there. But I never go to that target because I don't I don't I don't want my world shattered, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want to find out it's it's out of commish. What yeah. else has been phased out? Full bodied pubic hair? I don't know if that's what you'd call that, but like full body, like every end. Full bodied, right? And like those wolf like the... boys from Jenny Jones. Oh right, those guys. No, I'm pretending I know what that is. I, I haven't actually seen those guys. <laughs> so oh, they're yeah. completely covered in hair. They okay. They were interesting. They were on Jenny Jones quite a few times, and they were about 16 years old. Faces coated in it thick fur and they were those cocky teenagers who were like yeah I have a girlfriend and yes we've had sex 
They were like that kind of teenager where you're like, okay. and the girlfriends are kind of proud that their uh, their boyfriends are freaks. They haven't been raised by wolves or anything, though. They're just people with hair on them. Yeah, they have not been raised by wolves, but they did call them wolf boys or something, which I feel like probably just like my name started as a, a playground taunt, and then they, they took it on as their own, which I, I do respect. And it does get you late. I mean, they know it and I know it, so. How about that boot camp guy that would come on Jenny Jones? Oh, he'd boy. take everybody away for a week. And the kids would be like, you're not going to change me. But then when they came back a week later, what a week difference a week can make. They were they were mm-hmm. uh, much more respectful to their mothers and they didn't yell at the audience. It was a full 180. It was like it was like that skanky girl from Gone Girl when she, you know, you see her the first time she's got her cleavage and all of that. And then you see her later in like the uh, turtleneck or whatever, where you're all like, right. They have made a change. Um, they would bring out these um, sexy, sexy girls, uh, sexy 15-year-olds. <laughs> they, they were sexy and they were sassy because the, the boot camp guy would just, he would, hear, he would hear a whole lot of lip from them and he would just scream in their face. But then when they came back, they, they wanted to hug him and, and, you know, and then they wanted to dress nice and they wanted to be children and they no longer wanted to drink because they weren't old enough and they didn't want to have sex because they weren't mature enough and their bodies weren't ready for it. Um, I'm sorry. This is just, I have strong opinions about teenagers and their bodies. So <laughs> I apologize. Do you think that, do you think that lesson, st- you know, stuck with those kids or... Was it just like? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I bet if we could do a "Where are they now?" they would all be doctors and lawyers and not white trash and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those were my favorite Jenny Joneses. Those were um, good ones. I also liked the "You teased me when I was younger, but now I'm sexy." You know, oh, like those. Oh yeah, good those too. were good. What is the most painful thing you've ever experienced? My parents dying. Uh, did I tell you it was both at the same time? Yeah, you both did. I think at the same like, time. It was carbon monoxide. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Accidental carbon monoxide poisoning from the fireplace. Uh, hmm, wow. Did not see that coming. My wife's like, oh, by the way, your parents died. I'm like, huh? Did a double take because I did not <laughs> <laughs> expect that to happen that day. And then I... um. I went and performed in a fat suit and I told the crowd, you know, this is, this is all the joy that's in my life right now. So please just enjoy all about the Pentiums. Like I know it's not that great of a song, but please, my parents died. Um, and the crowd really did. They gave it up that night. It was, it was really something special. Um, I'm sorry. Continue Greggy. Do you think maybe that was the night that it turned around for you and uh, you found the the all these performances so exhausting now? Uh, was, you know, putting that negative emotion into your uh, performance that night? It actually kind of brought me back. It brought the joy back to it temporarily. I, uh, you know, I got the news in the afternoon and then I performed my show at night. And the crowd was so great that I was like, you know what? I think, I think I could get used to this. <laughs> so uh, I kind of had a little pep in my step uh, for the next few performances. Um, but then when my daughter got old enough to talk and she was like, Where are my grandparents, how come, you know, then I kind of whew, went downhill again. I was just going to say that's a connection that I have with Elizabeth Lame, her parents, also died in quick succession with one another when she was young. She was a lot younger than I was actually when my parents died, but I still was not ready for them to go. I'm still not. Please, God, bring them back. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I feel like I have that connection with her where we both lost our parents really young and uh, didn't so, want to go on, but now we have to. <laughs> It is funny. You can chuckle. You can laugh. <laughs> you can laugh. 
It's kind of well, silly. They're gone. What? They were. You know, it's. Well, when you ask God to bring them back to life, like, uh, how does that scenario play out in your mind? Like, it was a mistake. Oh, they, okay. Did they, I do. Are they, have they been alive in the dirt this whole time? Okay. So we're improvising now. No, I love it. Okay. Sure, great. Let's imagine. Okay. <laughs> Where were my parents? Were they uh, in purgatory? Have they been watching over me this whole time? What, you know, is there a time machine somewhere? Is that we're coming back? Am I getting younger too? Am I waking up from a bad dream? Sometimes it feels like just a bad dream. Um, no, I imagine God seeing how miserable I am now and uh, seeing how little joy I get out of things that I used to love and having mercy on me and bringing my parents back as healthy, if not healthier, than they were when they left so my daughter can meet her grandparents that died when she was only a year old. And, you know, I don't I don't need the logistics of, of how it happened or where they were. I really just, I really just want to see them again. <laughs> oh, that's really beautiful. Um, so the the thing that, you know, I felt the most pain uh, was when I had to get circumcised as an adult. <laughs> I kept getting infections. The doctor said, you have to clean your penis. I said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. No problem. But it just kept happening. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to take a little bit of uh, the blame on this one. Because I, I did, I, I you know, the things they were saying would go in my ear and out the other because it was like... Um, you're Westerners. I don't want to hear this. Right, um, exactly. Let's put some needles down there or something. Uh, let's do that instead. But then eventually it was like, okay, that's just got to go. And uh, I, I'm a lot happier now, but the, the pain at the time was terrible. Uh, I would say it was like four parents dying. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to laugh. It's not funny at all. Um, what happened to you? That... <sighs> That hurts me so much to hear about you going through that and that you blame yourself. For, I mean, that's ridiculous. Greggy, we were made in God's image. We're, we're perfect as we are. And I feel like a doctor telling you, you need to clean your penis. It's getting infected. <laughs> A Western doctor. Inky, I went to school. You know what I mean? I used to wear glasses too. It doesn't make you better than anybody. I, it's not It's not your fault, Greggy. I have to Thank tell you. you that. It's not your fault. So what, what method did you, did you go through to remove the skin? I, I would think you didn't go just the traditional Western way, clip it off or whatever. Did you do a ritual um, burning or um, something a little more real? The idea was I was going to bring a shaman in and uh, he was going to, you know, anoint and bless my penis. And uh, this ritual... <laughs> He definitely got started. He and and I I I think I I have to give most of the credit for how well things turned out to him because uh, he got the ritual started. He um, anointed me with healing oils. He danced around uh, my bed. Uh, Eventually, I did fall asleep. My wife sent him home and she called an ambulance and had me sent to the hospital. Uh, I was bleeding pretty profusely at that point because he had uh, he had started, you know, the removal process. And I don't know if I fell asleep so much as passed out, but it was uh, a harrowing experience. Very painful, like I said. And now I have a 40% functional penis. So, you know what? That sounds great. And it sounds like he did bless your penis and everything worked out the way God intended, you know, it's just bringing us back to nature. I don't see why people think we should have fully functioning penises. <laughs> that was never the cavemen didn't have fully functioning penises. You know what I mean? It's like, why do you think that we should be changing things from the way things were done when cavemen were around? Like, why, <laughs> what, why are you messing with perfection? That's so. a great point. And you talk about God a lot, Weird Al. Are you a really religious guy or just spiritual? What do you think? I am. What do you think? (laughs) Greggy, this is. You are asking the deep questions, but you're asking them in a terrible way. I got to (laughs) say. 
That's kind of my trademark, I think. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Like me with my hair. You get paid money when other people ask terrible questions. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a Greggy move. <laughs> I don't chat. get paid when I ask the question. <laughs> okay. That is too bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question, Greggy? Uh, do so forgettable. Do I believe in God? Yes, I'm, I'm Christian. Um, I, I found God when my parents died and I needed someone to beg to bring them back. Uh, I thought, okay. <laughs> Who am I going to ask? Uh, oh, God, he's the one who probably could do that. So, yeah, and now I'm very into it. <laughs> uh, any specific uh, denomination or are you kind of a freelancer? Just, I mean, I don't know, normal Christian or different kinds. I don't know, but whatever it is, I am in it balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way to kill a ghost? Best way to kill a ghost. Let's see. What kind of ghost are we talking? Okay. Uh, if this is, if you're going to say my parents, like, <laughs> not Well, the funny. best way for them would be to bring them back to life. Uh, then they wouldn't be ghosts anymore. <sighs> Greg, you're killing me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm insensitive. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, uh, no, no, the no. pain of losing question. your parents never no, goes no. away. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should not have asked this one. I'm sorry. Have you ever agreed to watch a neighbor's plants? I mean, that seems like a real pain in the ass. It does. I don't see why you'd volunteer for that. I think plants, they kind of do their own thing. And you don't have a lot of control over whether they live or die. You know, it's like your children. It's like you can kind of <laughs> send them out there into the world. And like hope for the best, you know, you put them in their crib at night, you put them in their bouncy chair all day long, you leave them at home while you go to work and you just hope it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's what SIDS is. But um, <laughs> <laughs> or that's why you might need a, a boot camp on Jenny Jones. Right. Right. Because you don't get in trouble when your baby gets SIDS, but when your child becomes a prostitute because she wants to rebel or whatever and she's addicted to drugs because you let her try a little bit of your cocaine, like you do get in trouble for that. So a boot oh, camp do. is the only solution. Craigie, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, geez. Well, that's, I mean, in a way, that's a good thing to hear because uh, more coke for me. <laughs> uh -huh. Coke Zero. Can be so so greedy. Oh um, my god. Little noses. <laughs> but, uh, but they go, then, they go You know, they beg you for it, they beg you for you, they beg you for it. Then you get right. it out of, you you make the lines. They can only get, you know, halfway through it. And then it's like your boogers have been all over this coke. I don't want anything to do with it until I run out. And then of course I do I snort everything that was there, but Talk about booger sugar. It really is once kids get a hold of it. It's 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 no longer clean. They get their sticky paws on it. And like, no. And then strangers, they don't understand. It's maybe people without kids. They're like, why don't you control how much Coke your kid does? Why are they acting like that? And it's like, okay, really? Wait till you have some kids and tell me you can tell them no. Because once they decide they want that Coke, they get in the Coke or they're going to go to grandma. Ugh, you know? Well, your daughter wouldn't. <laughs> Great. Oh my God. Oh, oh. Not the wind out of me with that one. Oh, oh baby. If kids weren't supposed to have Coke, then why would they cut it with baby powder? <laughs> you know what? I've never thought about that, but I think that's exactly why they do it. It's that familiar smell. Get kids into it, get them into it young. Oh, wow. So, Al, what would you get tattooed on your lip? <sighs> uh, it would not be born free. That was one of the examples okay. in that. No, it wouldn't be born free. You know what I would get um, on my upper lip? I would get mm -hmm. a 
a mustache on there. So when I flipped it up, it's like, oh, I have a, I have a weird red and black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be. That could be interesting. It looks because like I can't, like I can't grow real facial hair, so okay. I dreamed about that. So you're thinking like a makeshift cleft palate with hair. Um, you yeah. know, you can probably get hair implants too, like where you flip it up and it's real hair. It's not a <laughs> tattoo of hair, and that could be interesting. That might be the next thing. Well, when I get tattooed on my lip. I'm thinking maybe uh, fuck Billy Joel. I, 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 he is, uh, I just, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, to bring my feud with Billy Joel onto your podcast, but I also do. And that's why I'm doing it. Um, I have that song. It's still Billy Joel to me. Um, about how, you know, Billy Joel can change his look up. He can, uh, try to get with the trends and do his hair differently and marry Christy Brinkley. And then when he's even fucking older, marry some even fucking younger supermodel, he can do that. Um, but it's still Billy Joel to me, you know, it's still trash. Mm. He's still trash or maybe my parents' names. You've already had some kids, but has any, before you had your child, had anyone ever bothered you about having kids? Oh, because right. The advice uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't try to place why I'm asking you these questions. I'm sorry, I do it's apologize. It's very hard to do. <laughs> in my mind, and I need to understand it. I'm really <laughs> sorry. No, no one um, bothered me about having kids except my wife, Suzanne. Um, she was trying to lock me down for a long time, and obviously I was already very famous by the time we met. And now... Um, I mean, I could never get her to sign divorce papers. Like, I don't want her to. I do love her. Um, but after getting that, you know, number one album and almost getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and almost having a star on the Walk of Fame and almost playing the Super Bowl, but oh, they got Katy Perry instead. Okay. Um, but all those things add up to one Suzanne who ain't leaving Al, you know? <laughs> Jeez, these wives, they never want to get divorced. They never <laughs> want to get divorced. See, now this is another thing that me and my bros do like to chat about on the couches as we lounge in the little boys' room. It's like, we cannot have kids. This is unfair. And now that I know that, why do we need these? Why, like, I they already get all the joy of you know carrying the baby, having the baby, and now they get to be with me forever. Like, I don't see how that's fair. And I'm like, come on, we can get married again right after if you want. I just want to do it like a, just a quick divorce for just a little. Oh, I know, and they never fall for that. It's like, no, I kind of mean like if I could at least have that to feel a little bit of freedom from you for a second. Um, <laughs> it would be, it would be worth it. And also Suzanne is like really against having our daughter work. So it's like, you know, how you just, you marry someone and you think they're one way. And then it's like, Whoa, you are not who I thought you were. And it's just like kind of shocking. And um Yeah. Here's the segment of the show where I just give a an observation I came up with while listening to the podcast, and uh, it's not a question, and um, it's going to be hard to respond to because it's just a thought that I had, uh, and I, I try these out a lot, and they never work, so here we go. I have to say, honestly, I thought uh, Elizabeth's insight on the difference between uh, male and female children uh, when they get married and then their relationships with their mother like, uh, you know, a, a woman will still, you know, call up mom and, and talk to her about things, uh, whereas a man will maybe take that stuff to his wife, uh, which is a, a very cool and interesting thing to think about. <laughs> um, I think that <laughs> that's actually a really insightful uh, thing that she came up with, and I enjoyed it. Uh, that was a good part of the podcast. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if you're being sarcastic. Um, no, I, I'm just, I am not I'm, I'm being <laughs> sincere. At this being sincere. Okay. I do agree with you. And I think that's part of the reason why, um, sometimes 
mother mothers-in-law and wives do clash it's like they're both kind of threatened by the other person in a way because the wife wants to be maybe 100 percent who the husband goes to for stuff but occasionally he's like oh i have to call my mom because i feel obligated but that's <laughs> still um uh, threatening and please okay I feel I can feel you like wanting to make a joke about my dead parents and I just have to say no 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 but in a way it, it is kind of a, a good <laughs> it is kind of a good thing for your wife I mean she doesn't have to put up with that whole she is a lucky drama. lady <laughs> she is a lucky lady I will give you that she when she told me my parents had died she was smiling <laughs> it was <laughs> It was shocking. <laughs> I guess so. But then also, uh, it's interesting how genuine all the questions that listeners were asking were. Uh, like, I think on most uh, podcasts where they have an advice segment, uh, people are writing in with uh, ironic questions and trying to be funny boys and stuff. Uh, whereas on this podcast, everybody had genuine questions, life questions that they had asked. Uh, I suppose that could be partly because uh, Elizabeth only picks those ones to talk about, but I, I guess if you listen to the show and that's the kind of questions that get answered, that's the kind of one you would send in. Yeah. And I think over time they lost some of the less sincere listeners. Like they used to get questions that like one was clearly just like taken from a TV show. It's like exactly what happened on parenthood. It's like, this is not your life. You didn't find your dad's condoms and whatever. Um, but um, now they have uh, enough genuine listeners that they get these very sincere questions. And some of them are are a little upsetting, <laughs> like the one about the lady who can't have kids and her mother-in-law is like, please have kids, please. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty rough. It was. And they give pretty good advice, I think. I think I had a little bit of a, an issue with the tattoo advice that Elizabeth gave the couples. I don't know. I think she was a little too cut and dry on like, uh, you should always feel bad about tattoos you got with an ex and stuff like that. I don't know. I thought that maybe didn't, wasn't super on point, but the, the, I, it came from a good place and all of the uh, advice she gave was pretty decent. She also has the view that men and women shouldn't be friends really when you're like in a relationship so I think she kind of comes from a like, well, ideally you would do this kind of place, you know, that's like, but it's like if you, I think if you took that experience with the tattoo and didn't think of it as like your boyfriend has this, but you thought of it as if you had it, you might go, oh, well, who cares? Like if I had a tattoo right. with an ex, it wouldn't mean that much to me. It wouldn't, I don't need to regret it like crazy for it to not be a big deal. True. Okay, so I have a couple more dumb questions, but we've just been talking about serious stuff, so I'm going to dump I know, those. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's that was my fault for putting that in the middle of things. I should have put it at the end. But, <laughs> I just uh, was actually. I just have to say, and you obviously cut this, but I was just like too interested in the episode. I'm like, no, let's talk about it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, absolutely, let's talk about it. That's fine with me. That's no problem. Yeah, and while we're in stuff that we might cut, uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to ratings? Uh, do you want me to bring anything up? I don't think so. I had, like, no notes on the episode. I was like, oh, I just like the way they're, like, silly with each other. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have anything specific. Uh, okay, so. All right, so, Weird Al, that brings me to the end of my notes. So the next thing that we're going to do is ratings. And on podcasts are wonderful. We rate podcasts on a one to ten scale where one is the worst and ten is the best. However, podcasts are wonderful as the title of the podcast says uh if you rate a podcast a low rating that's like um shutting the flu on somebody's 
parents' uh, fireplace <laughs> and purposefully murdering them with carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, that's something that nobody should, that's an experience nobody should ever have. And that is analogous to a podcast getting a, <laughs> a score under an eight. Uh, on a podcast so we stick to the eights nines and tens on podcasts we're wonderful so weird al yankovic what would you give totally married episode 226 featuring elizabeth lame and adam rosen i would Can give I just this- say the wrong name his name is andy <laughs> rosen <laughs> andy rosen i would give this episode a 10 uh because i i always enjoy totally married but I think when you can really hear the joy they get from being around one another and doing a podcast together, are um, those are the best episodes when you can really hear that joy. And I feel like this episode, they were so silly and Andy tormented Elizabeth so much. He teased her so much and she took it so well um, <laughs> that it was just delightful to listen to. And the questions were great and the advice was great. So yeah, I'd give it a 10. I am going to give Totally Married an eight because I, I I think it's a great podcast of course that's why I'm giving it an eight and I think they they do have a really great connection with each other a great dynamic on the show and uh, I enjoyed their advice that they gave and it's a pretty good podcast and I think you should check it out and see what you think about it yeah so that's totally married episode 226 I'm sorry <laughs> for the look on your face <laughs> I'm such a jerk uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about that thing you said about my my parents dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. You couldn't have related it to the adult circumcision thing that you went through. Oh. You had to bring it back to my parents. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you want, I could do that whole thing over again and have it being about, you know. <sighs> no, no the damage is done, really. You're not going to unhurt my feelings. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I, I've, I've really messed up this interview in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. Really. I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> oh!